are going to come back together. One of the things that I think is so fascinating about being a human being is our choice to have a perspective. That the movie that's going on in our mind is our movie. All of the lens that's taking place, the way that we see the world, hear the world, smell the world is so much a choice as it is something that is happening to us. And I was thinking the other day after a conversation with somebody, if you want to believe that the world is good and beautiful and for you, there is proof of that out there for you. You can validate that perspective very easily. If you want to believe that the world is difficult and bad and out against you, you can find proof of that for you and you will validate that perspective. It's all there and you get to choose the perspective that you want to have. And today we're going to talk about perspective, but if we're going to do that, we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about the proof of your perspective. Then we're going to talk about that you got this. And if we can talk about the fact that you got this, then we're going to talk about the Lord. And if we can talk about the Lord, then we can talk about being present and proactive. And if we can be present and proactive with one another, Oregon Trail, my friends. Yeah? Any takers? You remember the MacBook, like the singular Mac? Yeah. Oh, God, so good. We can talk about Oregon Trail. Then we can talk about being optimists and pessimists. And if we can do that, then we need to come back to the fact that you got this. Here's the thing that I believe about every single one of you based on the anecdotal evidence of just getting to hang out with so many of you at different times. Whether you're somebody who I call a close friend, whether we've just had one beer or coffee, uh, whether we've had a 30-second casual conversation on a Sunday, I believe in you. Like, I wildly believe in you as a human being and in this community and that you got this. Ten years of pastoring this community, being a pastor for 16 years of my life has shown me that you got this. That as a human being, you will figure it out. You are going to be okay. It is going to work out for you. This too shall pass. There is good in your life that you got this. And I don't say that like cliché. I don't say that to be cheap. I mean that with every part of my being. You got this. And I think so much of you getting it and it working out for you is going to be your choice and your perspective. I've listened to thousands of people quite literally over the last 16 years as a pastor. And so much of what I've listened for is people's perspectives of what allows somebody to move forward, to find happiness, to find life, for things to work out a different way. And exclusively, it's been the choice of perspective as I've looked around and as I've listened and as I've just watched human beings navigate the world. And who I want to be as a community is a community that lives in that optimism of good, that we got this. And that if you can believe about yourself that I'm going to be okay, that I got this, that God loves me, that God knows me, that God's for me. And I don't mean like in some cheap, like, Sprinkle some magical pixie dust, like what God wants is private jets for all of us. I mean, I, I hope so, but I don't think so. I mean, in like life's going to be good. 
you are going to know how good you are, how loved you are, how known you are, and that you're going to be able to know other people as well. I want that for who we are as a community. I want people just to experience you radiating that truth to them in every aspect of your life. Even in a community that's deconstructing and figuring it out and letting things go and making big demands for systematic change in the world and wanting something different, that when people come into this place, they experience the optimism of New Abbey. They experience the beauty and safety of your healing. They experience that your life is being transformed because you're mature. Because there has been a time in the history of New Abbey where we're doing all of those things, but to be honest, when I look back, I'm like, man, we were just shitting on a bunch of things. That's not that interesting. It is so easy to be a critic. It is so easy to have opinions. It is much harder for you to live your life and thrive in a different way. But I think that we can do that with one another, and we're gonna inspire one another, and so you got this. And we're gonna figure that out, and I'm excited about that and doing that with each other. And to talk more about that, we're going to look at Psalm 23, probably one of the most famous passages in the Bible. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord here is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which is the name for Yahweh. If you're going to have a different perspective, you're showing up to a faith community, and what you're saying is, this is the tradition that I'm following. This is the tradition that I'm behind. I'm not just saying God, and I don't mean any God, I mean the Lord. I'm talking about the one who shows up for the oppressed. I'm talking about the one who shows up for people in the most difficult places in their life. That's the God that I'm following. A God who chooses to liberate. A God who chooses to show up. A God who chooses to support. A God who chooses to show us a different way of being. That's the path that I'm following. That's the perspective that's going to guide me. I'm going to be guided by a perspective of Jesus because the one thing that I know about Jesus, if I simplify everything down about Jesus' life, is that Jesus always left people better than he found them. That's who I want to be. That's not always how I've been. That is not true for every single person who has met me, but that's what I want. That's who I want to grow into. Oh my gosh, I knew Corey and he left me better than he found me. And I want that for your life as well. I want people to come to New Abbey, and not everyone needs this place, but for everyone who does need it, I want them to know about it. And I want that when they leave, that they're healed, and that they're transformed, and that they're more mature than when they came in. I don't expect that we're all going to grow old and die together, but I would love to see a lot, a lot of you for a long time. And I believe that we're figuring that out because of the tradition that we follow. That there's so much good in the way of Jesus that we're following with one another. And when we say, the Lord is my shepherd, that means something to you. That that's going to shape your perspective on the world. It's going to shape your perspective on the world because you're going to take some time to live into that perspective. I'm still a big believer in the scriptures. I'm still a big believer in the Bible. I think that there are so many beautiful, good stories there that will shape our lives. And it's about the perspective that we have on those stories. People have used those stories to colonize, to oppress, to hurt to damage, to exclude, but that's what those stories, that is not what those stories are for. That is not how they were created. They were created to empower, to uplift, to change, to break down chains, 
That's what they were made to do. Even the story that Seth shared with, shared with us in the beginning, those stories can motivate us as human beings, both as individuals and communally, to have a different perspective about how the world goes. The perspective could be, oh my goodness, my dad's not doing enough for me. Oh my goodness, there could be more. It could be a story that you shared this morning of, oh man, this community was so healthy and so wise that they left so much provision for me that it gave me the opportunity for creativity and for wisdom and for thriving. It's all about the perspective that you want to take in the world. What I love about our faith is that the Christian tradition is huge. I joke about this all the time. So I came from the evangelical tradition, which when I finally like did some studying, went to seminary, read some books, I'm like, oh my gosh, the Chicago Cubs are older than evangelicalism. This is wild. It's my joke, but it's kind of true. But there's just much older, deeper, broader Christian tradition streams that are out there. For me, I love reading Franciscans from the 12th century. I love the way that they engage with nature. I love their passion for the poor. I love the ways that they sacrifice their time and their energy. That's the tradition that I want to be reminded of. That, that is the perspective of the Lord is my shepherd. When I say the Lord is my shepherd, I'm saying that tradition that cares for the environment, that cares for the poor, that's thoughtful about people, that's the tradition that I'm behind. That's the tradition that I'm following. When I say, the Lord is my shepherd, I'm saying, the Lord that leads people better than he found them. That's the tradition that I'm following. When I say, the Lord is my shepherd, I say, the scriptures that show me that there's a better way to be human, there's a better way to live, that's the tradition that I'm following. When I say, the Lord is my shepherd, I know this, I'm not the only sheep. I want to surround myself with other sheep who also have that healthy perspective. I'm going to be more careful about the boundaries that I place around myself because not every sheep has my best interest in mind. Now, that doesn't mean I can't go love all those people or want love for them, but it's not always my job. And I want to be surrounded by people saying, no, this is the tradition that we're about. I did this thing for Fuller Seminary a couple months back where they asked me to come and be on a panel about churches becoming affirming for LGBTQ plus issues, all this stuff. And about halfway through the panel, I realized, oh, I don't think that you guys want me here. You all are having a debate if this thing is okay. This was never up for debate for me. I'm not here to have a conversation about should this be a thing. I'm telling you that this is a thing. And if you need someone to convince you of that, I shouldn't be here because this is how I'm going to live my life. I'm not looking for your validation or opinion of it. This is the good news that we're going to live out. Not every sheep agrees with that. You can clap because it's real. But there's a standard that I'm going to live by when I say the Lord is my shepherd. And my shepherd cares for all the sheep. It's a unity prayer that we say every time. Even though we don't always fully live into it to ourselves, I believe in unity over uniformity. And whoever you are and wherever you are. The standard is that God accepts you. The standard is that God loves you. The standard is that you are good. The standard is that you are made in the image of God. And there are no caveats to that conversation. That's where we begin. The Lord is my shepherd. That's a perspective that I am going to have in this world. And I believe that that perspective is going to guide me and shape me. I believe that that perspective is going to guide and shape who we are as New Abbey. We got through like three words. We had a whole passage to go. Buck on it. The Lord is my shepherd. Can you go back to verse 1? Because we're not even done. This one got me as I was thinking about it this week. I have all that I need. Could you say that? Oh, not repeat me, but I was asking a question. But I love that you said that. That was great. Repeat after me. That works too. I love that some people mumbled it. I have all that I need. I'm very convinced of this. I think it's all about perspective. 
right now, in this moment, at the most basic level, I have all that I need. At this moment, I can choose a perspective that I am satisfied, that I am content, that I am okay. And if I forget that, I can just start with myself. This you can do, go ahead and just feel your pulse. You should feel something, by the way. <laughs> and if you do, you have all that you need. Feel your breath. Breathe in and out. You're here. I'm not saying that you got houses and planes and all the things are working out for you and maybe all the ways that you want or that you think that you need, but you have all that you need to be here in this moment. You are loved in this moment. You might not fully believe that, but you are loved in this moment. There are people who care about you in this moment. You might not fully believe that, but you held hands with a bunch of people at the beginning of this gathering, and maybe they don't know it yet, but there are people here who would love to take that risk and get to know you, and you have all that you need. You don't have to be alone in Los Angeles. There are such amazing people here that when times get tough, when people come after you, when life is just difficult, when you get a bad news or report from a doctor, they are going to show up in your life. I promise you that. I know that to be true of my life, and I look around the room, and I know that to be true for so many of you. I have all that I need. I know that it's just tough to live in Los Angeles, and rent is like a million dollars a month or something like that. But you're here. It can be okay. You have all that you need. I think that's a perspective that we choose in life. And what I found out about that perspective is that if I don't choose that perspective, then it begins to shape me in such a way that I begin to see the world in a negative way, and I begin to complain about what I don't have. And when I begin to complain about what I don't have, here's the interesting thing. Complaining has never fixed a single problem in my life. Not one time. I do not have anecdotal evidence for that. Anything that has ever gone wrong in my life, I've only had to create solutions or allow other people to create solutions for me. It had to be proactive energy. The reactive energy, I just haven't seen work in really effective ways or sustain. I've seen some things get off the ground with reactive energy. I've never seen it sustain or create true transformation. And so when I think about what, where we're at, it's about what kind of perspective do we have? Do we start with the perspective of I'm okay with where I'm at? I'm okay with what I have. If I can be satisfied and have gratitude and be grounded right now with where I'm at, then I can begin to open up that circle and create some new opportunities for my life or begin to see the world in a different way. I think sometimes when I think about the conversation of I have all that I need, sometimes when I do complain about it, what I'm really complaining about is just simply being inconvenienced, to be honest. I live in Los Angeles. There's traffic. But if I'm honest with myself, I'm like, I have a car. I have a car that drives me across the town at relative speed. I live in a town where there is everything that I could possibly imagine to do, and I have a car that can take me there. If I want to go to the ocean or to the mountains or get some of the best Thai food that you can imagine, whatever the thing may be, it's here in Los Angeles, and I may sit in traffic to get there, but I have what I need. And I can look at the perspective of, I am in traffic, or my favorite wisdom of the world is, I am the traffic. <laughs> what a different perspective to have. I have the luxury of being the traffic in my car that takes me places. 
You probably heard the comedian who talks about like getting in planes and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm delayed two hours for a flight. You're right, in a plane that goes 550 miles and takes you across the country in like four hours. I'm so sorry you were inconvenienced for two years. There are people that were on the Oregon Trail. They really died of dysentery. It was hard out there. We live in 2023. We might be inconvenienced, but I did not cross an ocean to get here. It's pretty amazing what we have. I can have a perspective of I have what I need. That's true about the most basic level of the fact that I'm here and I'm breathing and I'm healthy and I can be proactive about that. Man, even just hearing your story about going to the doctor and getting checked up on some things. Oh my God, I have insurance. That's like such a big deal for me. I went to the doctor this week, I got a physical, and he's like telling me the tests I can get, and I'm like, all of the above. I want every single test. I want you to run it and do it twice and look at all of the things. I, this is, I, of course I want that. Health is wealth. You can be proactive about your health until you cannot. So if we're not being proactive about it, that's on us. We have a choice for how we want to live. This thing is working well enough right now. I want a perspective to make that thing better. It's all about the choice that I make. It can be that things are working against me and life is difficult and things are inconvenient. Or my favorite one is like, that person doesn't like me. They have an opinion about me. I'm in conflict. Welcome to being human. Welcome. Not every human being will like you. By the way, I say that very confidently. I am an Enneagram 3 and I hate, I hate that people do not like me. Why, my wife hears me talk about this probably more than anything. It drives me absolutely crazy. I try to be thoughtful. I try to be intentional. I try to show up in people's lives. And when people do not like me, I have a fit in my mind and with God. I pout real hard. So I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I am preaching to you and I am not fully believing my own words, but I'm trying to get there. And I have to say it out loud because not every human being is going to like me. And I cannot control that. I can only control my own perspective for myself. I know there's a lot of sports ball fans in this world, but there's a guy named Deion Sanders who's a coach for the CU Buffs right now. And Deion Sanders, right, is uh, prime time. He's one of the most famous football players. And he's having this interview uh, where the press is asking him some conversations and they're giving him their opinion on him. And I love Deion's words. And he's like, oh, my goodness. I find it interesting that you think that I care about your opinion of me. He's like, I was him. I was him. I have been the man on that field, and you're going to have an opinion about me. And then he goes on to say, you did not make me, so you cannot break me. You did not create me, so you cannot kill me. God established me. And I just replay that. I'm not joking. Every morning. That's what's real. You, you can have whatever opinion you want about me, but it's my job to have a healthy perspective of myself. Because if my life is going to be dictated by all of the other opinions about me, I will be paralyzed and I will never leave the door today. But I have to be able to step out into the world and create the things that I want. And the only way that I'm going to do that is I'm going to start first with I trust that God has a perspective about me because the Lord is my shepherd. And God leaves me better than God finds me. And I'm going to start with another perspective of myself. I have all that I need. I have what it takes to get through this. I know that to be true. How do I know that? Because I'm standing here today, and they've come. I promise you. I've tried sabotaging my own life. I promise you. But I'm here. I've got to have a good perspective of who I am. I swear to you, we're going to get through the rest of this really quickly now. Verse 2. <laughs> he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me besides peaceful streams. I know it's confusing that I'm going to keep going, but I am on this one. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to God's name. 
I love that whole thing because it's just setting up again that perspective of I'm okay. There's a God out there that if I really look at things, honestly, there's green meadows. There's calm streams. My soul can be at peace. It can be at rest, and it is. And if I really have a perspective on it, I can choose that. And when I choose that, to be honest, my life's so much better. And sometimes I need the reminders of that. What I love about the Psalms is that they're honest with you. All of the things that you need in the Psalms are already there. Uh, we had a guest speaker about a month ago, Jason Miller, talk to us about the three different things that are in the Psalms. There's worship, which I love. I do this with my kids all the time. One of my middle son, when, when I get home, he, he, he says out loud to me, what's up, my man? Every time I walk in the door. <laughs> love it. So I talk to him about worship with God that way. I'm like, what if you just said that to God? What's up, my man? Whales, they're amazing. The sun, it's so cool. Right, my kids are like showing me all the different sizes of stars and like how our planet fits into the sun a million times and how our sun fits into other stars a million times and we're looking at this stuff and I'm like, God, it is mind blowing out there what we get to be a part of. Worship, super easy, I think. Well, you have to have a perspective about that. Gratitude, this is a psalm of gratitude. It's working out for me. And it's working out for me because I'm choosing to believe that it's working out for me. Because if I want proof that it's working out for me, it's there. If I want proof and validation that it's not working out for me, I'll find it, but I'm not going to choose that. It's actually not going to help my life that much. And what I also love about the Psalms is it's honest. There's lament. There's suffering. There's Psalms where they say crazy things like, I would like to take my enemy's children and crush them on rocks. That's wild stuff to say out loud. <laughs> Post that on your Facebook. See how, you don't have Facebook, you Instagram, whatever, TikTok, some of you have Facebook. This is another, I'm not going to get into sociology of this. But my point is this, the Psalms are honest with you. Psalm 22, the Psalm right before this, starts with, not the Lord is my shepherd. It starts with, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My enemies are all around me. And you've had that prayer as well. You've named that thing in your life as well. And they're just going to be real with you. But you need that honesty so that you can have a perspective of when things are good and when things are beautiful. The next verse goes on to say, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close behind me, your rod and your staff. I love the honesty of this. I am going to walk through dark valleys. I am going to go through difficult times. And even though I walk through those valleys, even though those times will be there, even though there are times that I get news that I do not like, you're with me. And I can hold on to that perspective. And I don't say that in a trite way. I don't say that in a cheap way. But I can remind myself that you have been with me. It goes on. To protect me and comfort me. Good words. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Oh, man, I thought about this one this week. You want to know why it says this? Because you will have enemies. You will just have enemies. You're just going to have people who don't like you, don't like the way you do things, want a different version of you in the world. They might not be satisfied. That's not common to you. That's such relief to my life. That's not unique to any human being. There is not 8 billion out of 8 billion people who are going to love you. That's just not real. But also that's perspective for how you treat other people. You may have an opinion of them, or you might not like them. Move on. Truly, go move on. Go take your energy and your perspective and create something good in the world. You do not need to spend your time talking about your enemies. You get to choose. Do I want to be an optimist or a pessimist? 
If I am an optimist, I take ownership. If I am a pessimist, I love to blame. If I am an optimist, I am self-aware of who I am, the good, the bad, the ugly. When I am a pessimist, it is clearly all their fault over there. I don't have a part in this. When I am an optimist, I have a perspective of good and healthy and letting things go. When I am a pessimist, it is bad, it is difficult, and I will continue to play that tape over in my head again and again and again, robbing me of my own energy and goodness. Just being an optimist is a better way to deal with life. You will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You will. But you get a choice to be an optimist in it. Maybe not always at first. Be gracious to yourself. Give yourself time. Perspective's not always easy. It's not always fair, and there's not always good answers. But you can be an optimist. You can choose to have a perspective about how this thing is going. And it's just way better than being a pessimist in this world. And we get to choose all of these things. We get to choose, New Abbey, our perspective. Do we choose the perspective that the Lord is my shepherd? That there is a God out there, there's a narrative, a tradition, a way of following Jesus that will make the world better and bring healing? We get to choose that and live that out. You get to choose a perspective that you have all that you need, that you are okay, that things will work out for you. When you choose that perspective, I promise you that will leak to other people. We've said this around here a long time, because hurt people will go hurt people. But transform people, transform people. You got to choose. We got to choose who we're going to be. People are going to hurt you inevitably. But we follow a way of Jesus that says, I am going to transform my pain and not transmit it. That is the story of the cross and resurrection. We get to be a different kind of people in this world. We get to have a different perspective when things go wrong. And then we get to have a perspective about do we want to be optimists or do we want to be pessimists? And I just want to come back to this reality now, Abby. I believe in you. I believe in us. I believe in where we're going. I believe in the beautiful diversity of this room. And when I say this, and I say this, and this part gets me, so many of you have gone through so much. So many of you are so brave for even coming back to a church. To the very places that told you that you were not good enough, not worthy enough, not okay enough, to the places that gave you shame and guilt. You were able to get through that, and you're here this morning, and you will be okay. And because you are okay, you will provide hope for somebody who is not yet in this room, and they will need your perspective. Be mad. Rage against the machine. Figure something out. Know your enemies are there. But man, don't let that be your story. The Lord is your shepherd. You have all that you need. He's going to be there for you. In the good, beautiful pastures and the deepest, darkest valleys. And we're going to be there for one another. Let's choose a perspective that changes the world. Would you find the same three or four people around you and answer this question? How can you practice a healthy perspective? Enjoy. Enjoy.